Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. David Ortiz is the only member from the writers voted into baseball's Hall of Fame for 2022. Greg Amzinger was the host of the show the other night on MLB Network and our buddy, native St. Louis and product of the Lindenwood University, joins us now on 101 ESPN. Greg Amzinger, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I was all smiles uh, during that show. I was happy with the outcome to see David Ortiz, a guy that I, I call a friend to get in. Uh, Rob Parker, who I think's had a, a very entertaining career. We had him on as uh, one of the Hall of Fame writer, voters, and he said it was a bad day for, for baseball fans. I couldn't disagree more, and I wish I was sitting next to him so we could have argued more, but the show was busy as it was. I had Bob Costas next to me, so th- that's a lot. I mean, Bob, Bob, Bob's got a lot to say, so I, I was dealing with, uh, you know, the ultimate pundit, uh, but I, I thought it was a great day. I thought it was an absolutely great day for baseball. Well, Greg, here's your platform. Tell us why you disagree with him and why you think it was a great day, not a bad day for baseball. Uh, look, it, this is beyond baseball in terms of uh, Bonds Clements. Forget Schilling for a second because I think everyone knows a veterans committee will eventually put him in. Um, guys of his peers, he'll get 12 to 16 votes on electorate you know, veterans committee. But Bonds and Clemens, I'm sorry, this is right and wrong. What's right and what's wrong? And, and there might be people that have uh, killed someone. I'm going to go all the way extreme. Have killed someone that's still walking around and our, our legal system let us down and, and they got away with it, quote unquote. But just because those people got away with it. By the way, why take shots at Ray Lewis on this show? I'm not mentioning any names, but just because those people got away with it doesn't mean everybody that's ever murdered someone should be out of prison. That makes absolutely no sense. This broad stroke approach. It's like saying someone that stole a lollipop at a gas station is a thief. It's the same definition of a person who holds up a bank on Fifth Avenue with two getaway cars at gunpoint. Okay that they're a thief as well. Thieves are thieves. No, these are completely different uh, uh, worlds we're living in now. We have to think of what's right and what's wrong. And Bonds and Clemens define what was wrong. Forget the, the red tape, the nuances of, oh, when was testing, when there wasn't testing. Barry Bonds didn't know what he was taking. Stop. Come on, man. These two guys were the Lance Armstrong of baseball. They were. I covered the Tour de France, and I was so excited to do that. What I learned was 98% of the guys that were in that competition were doping, but they didn't have the resources to have the chemistry machine that Lance Armstrong had. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they were winning the game of chemistry. It was the sweet spot of when steroids became gigantic and took over the industry in baseball, and it coincided with when their careers, which were already very impressive, had hit until ah, they're after 30 years old and they're already marquee guys entering free agency. They had more money than all the other players. They could surround themselves with the best chemistry, and that's why they went crazy 
and shattered what I believe is baseball's holy grail, and that is our stats. They busted our stats. And to me, it's, it's between right and wrong. And it's wrong to put them in the Hall of Fame and celebrate their careers. That's what this is. You're celebrating them. And they didn't do they, – they, they were on the scale of 51-49 bad for the game. I don't care if you enjoyed watching Bonds hit the ball into the cove or, or, or Roger Clemens strike out 14 when he was 42 years old. I don't care what memories you have. What's right and what's wrong? And what message are we sending, young people, by celebrating these two guys? I'm glad the writers did what they did. And if you want to throw it on the writers and the BBWAA and say they're, they're screwed up, they don't know how to do their job, let's just wait and see what happens. When they get thrown on a veterans committee, when you have former managers, former executives, some media, and a lot of Hall of Fame players, let's see when the majority of the electorate is made up of former players, how they're viewed. I would put the 401K that they don't get in again. They won't get in again because what they did was wrong. So, Greg, I guess precedent doesn't apply here i look at a guy like jeff bagwell's career who hit in his first three years 15 18 20 home runs then he hit 39 31 43 34 42 we saw albert pools at the age of 35 couldn't play anymore Uh, jeff bagwell hits 39 at the age of 35 i I think it's reasonable to have suspicions i think it's reasonable to have suspicions about guys who were throwing harder at the age of 38 than they were at the age of 35 and those are guys that are in the hall of fame already so are we just going to put these two guys bonds and clemens specifically as the face and say everybody else is cool but you define the era i think they were the faces of the era and there were a lot of small wingmen alongside uh mcguire sosa kind of kick-started it do i think that baseball turned its head yeah i do absolutely i do do i think that there are hall of famers that were on steroids yes Factual, 100%. Yes. Does that make all of this right? No. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens made more money at the time than everyone else. Okay? Look, there's, there's one thing Barry Bonds could have done. There's one thing Barry Bonds could have done that would have shown me that even though he cheated, this is a forgiving society we live in. People want to hear humility. They do. If Barry Bonds would have would have shut it down and retired one home run short of Hank Aaron's record, put him in the Hall of Fame. Classy thing to do. Classy thing to do. But to me, of all the crimes in sports, the most egregious of my lifetime was making Hank Aaron tape a congratulatory video that they played in San Francisco the night he broke Hank Aaron's all-time home run record. This is Hank Aaron, who had death threats sent towards him and his family for getting set to break cleanly, might I add, cleanly break the the king of all the powerful white guys in sports, Babe Ruth's record, okay? He went through this, broke the record in the the 70s when we weren't exactly all getting along. And, And you got Barry Bonds not caring two cents about that. And he's going to shatter Hank Aaron's record. To watch Hank Aaron congratulate him on a videotape, he wasn't there in person, thank God. But to, to watch that, to me, was the most egregious sports crime. So, yeah, it, it, it stinks that we got Hall of Famers in Cooperstown that were linked to, to uh, PEDs. I, I hate that. I do. 
But there was something awfully special about Bonds and Clemens doing what they did. And they, they cashed in. They took their Cooperstown chips, and they cashed it in for the most money possible. And now we want to let them get celebrated? You already cashed in those chips, guys. Yeah, I know. Lesser than players are in Cooperstown. I get that. But guess what? This is a beautiful thing. I get to go to induction weekend. All right? I get to be around all these Hall of Famers. You know this old adage, the players police themselves? It's true in Cooperstown. There are Hall of Famers that snuck in that that are clearly connected to PEDs. They're one and done. They don't come back anymore. They're not around these Hall of Famers. They're shunned by these Hall of Famers. So so I've paid attention to that. They police their own. It's not like they go back to Cooperstown and everyone celebrates their career every single summer. No, they got in. But it's not a fun time for them when they're around the Hall of Famers that did it the right way. They have to hang out with those guys. So they police themselves. Yeah, they got in. That's nice. And there's a financial kickback to that. But Bonds and Clemens don't need the 700 plus grand a year for signing autographs because they made millions doing PEDs well into their 40s. So I don't feel bad about these two guys not getting it. Well, Greg, make no mistake about it. I think David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. I watched him single-handedly win a World Series versus the Cardinals. He obviously deserves to be in, but he also reportedly tested positive in 2003. It was never actually proven, but there is the connection to PEDs with David Ortiz as well. And from what it sounds like, he's just more likable. It seems like this is almost a popularity contest at this point, and we justify which guys we want to connect to PEDs or which one has the shadow cast too much over them and, and which ones don't. Now, I, so I, I hear your point, but I do disagree. I think there is some to what you're saying in terms of his personality and the media liking him. Yes, that does matter. It really does. He's a good human being. I absolutely love David Ortiz. I really, really love the guy. So I'm biased on this. I'm going to let everyone know that. I am. But I will say this. Um, so Nelson Cruz tested positive for PEDs. I think it was 2012. And it made all of us go, oh, then maybe he wasn't the great home run hitter he was up until that point. He came back and signed a couple free agent contracts. And since then, since he came back, he's been the best, most consistent home run hitter uh, over the past decade. He has been, Nelson Cruz. What I would describe, based on that performance, is Nelson Cruz is swinging his way back into Cooperstown. Yes, what he did was wrong. And he questions everything he did up until the point in which he got busted. But once you come back, it's not like (laughs) – it's not like you're tested like everyone else. You're tested more frequently than everyone else. And in that article in 2009 that connected David Ortiz to the testing survey back in 2003, of which he failed, if you want to put into question everything he did up until that point, all through 2008, because he and Manny Ramirez were, were noted in that article that you bring up, then, yeah, go ahead. But from that point forward, look at what David Ortiz did. And, oh, by the way, Manny Ramirez got popped twice for PEDs and got suspended twice since that article came out. Didn't happen to David Ortiz. And if you talk to anybody, like my good friend Chris Young, who was on, on the air with yesterday, Chris Young was with David Ortiz last year, where he led the American League in OPS over 1,000, was an all-star, had the best 40-year-old season ever. Oh, Dan Shaughnessy, who writes in the, in the city of Boston, raised an eyebrow to the authenticity of that performance. But Chris Young was in the clubhouse watching David Ortiz have to get his banged-up feet taped an hour before every single game and he walked around like he had casts on his legs this is a guy who dealt with the humility of aging there were times in the 2010s where terry francona had to slide into the seventh spot in the lineup because the dude couldn't get a hit he couldn't get a hit 
average was dipping. He had to really fight and claw and work out to get back. He was tested all the time. So I think he had an opportunity to prove himself to the electorate, all the while not making excuses for himself. Oh, by the way, blatantly denying that he ever did steroids. Did he think that he took some supplements or something that was maybe in the gray area? He admitted that he was immature when it came to that. But he clearly states he never did steroids. I think when it comes to this, there's a lot of similarities to what I was saying to Nelson Cruz. I think Nelson, I think David Ortiz swung his way back into the good graces. And throughout all of that, had many more famous moments in the postseason and still was clutch, including in 2013 when he was incredible against the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I, I think David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. I was expecting uh, some of the BBWA members to make him wait to his second year. But I'm happy to see him as a first ballot Hall of Famer. I have no problem with it. Greg, we have MLB Network on in the studio all the time. We just saw the Greg's List and you telling great stories about David Ortiz. So share one with us. What's your favorite story or memory of Big Poppy? Oh, my goodness. I have so many. Um, it was a unique list that I wanted to put together because, um, you know, he is more. He transcends baseball. He He's a celebrity. He's a, he's a national celebrity, in many ways international celebrity, that happens to be a really good baseball player. My favorite story is what, what's it's obvious. It's number one on the list. I, I hate saying everything ties back to me, but it's a it personal does. story, so I share it, of course. <laughs> Where do you go? So a, after the Boston Marathon bombing, um, we had planned a trip, me and my family, to go to Boston. And my son's favorite player is David Ortiz. Uh, when he, his first ever baseball game uh, was at Fenway Park, we had great seats. David came up to us. We were sitting right next to the dugout at Fenway and held, picked up our, our, our son before a game in uniform and took him down to the dugout. So my son was missing <laughs> right up until the first pitch. My little baby boy, he's like, he's like yeah, a year and a half old. He comes back up, gives me my son London, and then hits a home run in his first at-bat. It's a home run. My son goes crazy. So Boston Marathon bombing happens. My son can't wait to see David because David makes a point to come and say hi. And my wife, for obvious reasons, like, it's that scary. We shouldn't go. We shouldn't go. And I was agreeing with her. Like, you know what? If it's heightened like this, it's scary. Who knows what the city's going to be like, a lockdown. We'll, we'll, we'll probably pass. We're going to go to the, the day, the game after uh, the speech that he gave. And David Ortiz, you watch the game to see what the vibe was like at Fenway. When he gave that speech and to watch the entire tone and tenor of, of the fans, with the 40-plus thousand fans that were there, go from tentative, timid, nervous, to banging on their chest, proud of where they live, taking charge of the situation psychologically and emotionally. That was true and utter leadership. And it led me and my family to go, you know what? We're getting in the damn car. We're driving to Boston. We're going to have a great time. And we did. The dude is larger than life. He's a great human being. And I like celebrating people like that in Cooperstown. And I'm glad we will. Before we let you go, a couple of negotiating sessions this week. How are you feeling? I like it. I think it's really good. Um, you know, I was worried we were going to get, you know, you know, nothing from the union. I was very concerned that the union was going to take the, all of this silence all the way through, you know, the month of February. We're going to start missing days of spring training, and the union still wasn't going to talk. Like an upset, you know, 
spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking to you, right? That's what I was worried about. But the fact that they got together in space in New York City, back-to-back days, these meetings lasted much longer than the inaugural seven-minute-long meeting. Uh, and, it, it, and the tone and tenor of what I'm hearing is actually it's, it's actually cordial, and, and they're getting along in that room, and, and they're coming to midway points and certain things. I'm very, very optimistic. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I do believe we will have more than likely a truncated spring training, but I do not think we're going to miss a game, guys. I do not believe we will miss 162 games, or any of those 162 games. So I'm preparing to go to Arizona for spring training. So I'm already looking at golf courses, Randy. That's how optimistic I am. We're there. We're there. Sounds fun. We'll, we'll play. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. You beat me last time. I got to get you back. <laughs> You're the best. Thanks so much. Great stuff this morning, and we always love having you on. All right, guys. You have a great day. You too. See you later. That is our friend Greg Amzinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.